0: Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olson, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. My guest today is Giulio Bonazzi, CEO of Aquafil, a leading Italian producer of nylon materials. Giulio has a long-standing experience from the fashion industry and is known for spearheading Iconile, a recycled nylon made from industrial plastic, waste fabric and fishing nets. In this conversation, Giulio talks about why it is so complex to recycle clothing, why recycling should be the last resort after reuse and restoration, how better legislation, education and eco-design is vital for moving forward, and how the next decade is the most crucial ever for our planet. This conversation was originally part of Fashion Futures Live, an event from Fashion Innovation, a global platform focused on sustainability, innovation and entrepreneurship in the world of fashion. The Scandinavian Mind podcast is a bi-weekly show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. This is the last episode of our first season. We'll be back with new episodes and an extended podcast offering after the summer. Until then, you can always find our older podcasts, including my interview with Paul Dillinger from Levi's, or the founders of the digital fashion marketplace Dematerialized on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinavianmind.com newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Giulio Bonazzi. Enjoy. All right, I am here with uh, Giulio Bonassi, uh, CEO of Aquafil. Uh, I'm in Stockholm, Sweden. Giulio, where are you? Maybe you should tell where you are.
1: Well, I am in a beautiful spot of Italy in the northern part of the largest lake, which is Lake Garda. So, I'm not far from Venice, about two hours driving distance from uh, from Venice.
0: Wonderful. So, we're going to talk about something that I find truly exciting and um, I always say that the the most opportunity, uh, both when it comes to moving towards a more sustainable future, but also in terms of business opportunity, is in the material space. So maybe you could just uh, start by introducing the audience to Aquafil and and, and the work that you do.
1: Well, uh, thank you, Conrad. Of course, material matters. Uh, Maybe they are the most important uh, problem uh, to tackle and to resolve. Aquafil in particular is one of the largest uh, producers of nylon fibers and polymer in the world. We are actually the largest uh, fiber manufacturer in Europe. What makes us different is that we make nylon not uh, out of petroleum-based raw material, but out of waste. So we go all over the places around the world We look for nylon waste, such as uh, used carpets, uh, fishing nets, uh, plastic scraps, of course, made out of nylon. We take them back and then we apply a special process that is returning uh, the waste into its original raw material. This is very important because once you have the raw material with uh, proper purification, you can restart the second round without giving any limitation to designers, you know, because, of course, if you don't make beautiful products, nobody wants to buy them.
0: Wonderful. And, and just quickly, give, a, give us an overview. What, did, what type of clients do you have? What, what are the types of uh, companies uh, you know, getting access to your material?
1: Well, we sell our Econil products uh, to more than 2,000 fashion uh, companies around the world. Uh, Of course, uh, from Europe, uh, United States, uh, South America, even Middle East, uh, Far East, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, We work with the most important uh, luxury uh, companies uh, of the world, like uh, Gucci, Prada, Stella McCartney, Barbary, just to mention a few of them, but also with sport apparel brands and swimwear manufacturers. Of course, Econil can be also... Sold and used to make carpet flooring, interior design products. I mean, it's a nylon. Nylon is a very uh, flexible and performing material.
0: So, what? How? How do you define? I mean, these are some of the the biggest brands in the world, and and you know, from the reports we see now from the industry, it, it's it is gaining a lot of more interest. So how much of your work is is sort of going to the brands and explaining uh, what you do versus, you know, maybe them coming to you and and asking for your advice and material?
1: We started our journey uh, back in 2007. And of course, uh, uh, 15 years ago, maybe the world was not yet ready to, how can you say, take first uh, sustainable materials, you know? So... At the beginning, we had to go by uh, our customers and explain what we were doing. And also, this took maybe two or three rounds because actually, it's a very complicated process, the one that we have developed. But now, lately, we have become more famous. And of course, once uh, the most famous brands have adopted Econil as their, let's say, uh, favorite ingredient. Uh, Everybody now knows us, and so they come back to us. So now, actually, the relationship have changed because uh, the next uh, level of collaboration uh, is not only to make beautiful products, but to start making them circular, which is easy to say, but yeah. actually not so easy to make.
0: It, it should be pointed out then. So Econile is the actual brand that you use, and it's perhaps what consumers see in, in the stores versus... Uh, Uh, Aquafil, which is the company,
1: right? Yes, exactly. Uh, Econil is our brand nylon products, while the company manufacturing Econil is called Aquafil. And we are also a listed uh, company. I mean, about uh, 3,000 people uh, in eight different countries and uh, 17 uh, manufacturing plants. So... Normally, I have to travel a lot, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, I've been here, you know, blocked, uh, but I hope to return traveling as soon as possible.
0: Okay, so good. Let's get into the issue of recycling, because this is where it gets uh, uh, kind of complicated. I mean, you know, there's huge opportunity, I think, in terms of recycling textiles, because we do it far too less and you mentioning you you are getting your raw material from you know fishing nets uh, ocean nets uh, carpeting and so forth and what pe- many people perhaps don't understand is in terms of recycling clothing there is this you know enormous uh, obstacle because we're using different materials uh, in the clothing am i right
1: yes you are perfectly right unfortunately The products we are recycling today were not made with the end in mind, so with the the idea of being recycled at the end of use. Well, first of all, let's remember that uh, uh, recycling is the last resort. Better is uh, to reuse as much as possible or to repair, and then only at the end, when after reusing and repairing, uh, you can't do anything else, you have to recycle the product so that you limit uh, the extraction of new raw material from the planet, you know, because of course uh, we don't have enough for uh, uh, the future generations if we don't start uh, using them in a more intelligent uh, way. So, clearly, as you are saying, uh, there are products that are almost impossible to be recycled because they are multi material but without being made uh, in a way that can be disassembled. And this is especially valid for clothing. So, actually, today, The new trend is either to make monomaterial garments, and uh, we have uh, several examples uh, nowadays that are becoming, let's say, uh, very uh, famous, or to make them uh, easily disassemblable. You know, that is also another uh, possibility. Of course, the monomaterial is easy and also quite inexpensive to be recycled.
0: And do you think that's the key? Because, you know, when I go down to my recycling uh, room here in my apartment in Stockholm, there are bins for glass and paper and cardboard and everything, but there are no bins for cotton and polyester and so forth. And I always thought in my mind that, you know, in a few years we should have those bins. But but given what you're saying, it's not so easy, right?
1: Well, it's just a matter of time because... Uh the two of us live in Europe and we have to follow European legislation and the European legislation is prescribing that for the year 2025 municipalities of Europe they have to start collecting textile waste by type of fiber, which is quite difficult if you have two or three different types of fibers inside one uh, same garment, you know but, I mean, it's just a matter of time and uh, actually the the most advanced uh, sustainable companies are beginning to think about this uh, next uh, uh, future. So in few years, this is going to happen. Italy, which as you know, is uh, one of the most uh, uh, famous uh, country in terms of uh, fashion and textiles, will commence uh, uh, collecting and sorting garments uh, from next year. So it will be a quite interesting moment, you know, to understand how this can be put into work.
0: Oh, so ex- exciting times ahead. So you mentioned mono materials. Um, you know, obviously this is something that should, uh, you know, uh, bring about the attention of the designers and, and how to, uh, you, know, pr- you know, design the clothes, create garments that has these sort of mono m- mono designs. Is there any good, uh, good practices in the best case scenarios uh, that you've seen in the past?
1: Well, actually, I'm lucky because being in uh, the nylon industry and nylon being performing, uh, you can easily develop ingredients made out of the single nylon material, like zippers, or buttons, uh, or uh, uh, fasteners, uh, or ropes, uh, or whatever you like, you know, or linings uh, as well as uh, uh, outer shell of uh, fabrics. You know, so and this is actually uh, something that is making my life easier. Of course. Uh, is more difficult, for example, to make a zipper out of cotton. So clearly, you have to make, <laughs> in this case, the clothing uh, in a way that you can disassemble the, the, the zipper, you know.
0: So, do you think, I mean, uh, the way I've understood it is, we, we are only kind of in the beginning of, of this journey. Is there a future that we will become totally circular? Or, or you know, is it even possible, or do we still have to? you know, make uh, virgin uh, polyester out of petroleum?
1: I believe that recycling is absolutely necessary, but it's not enough, because, of course, uh, the global population is growing and fast-developing countries, they want to consume more. So, uh, of course, we need to produce the primary uh, material in a sustainable way and then, at the end, to recycle them. That is why it is important to pick the right material. So materials that uh, need less, in terms of quantities, that last longer and that are easily recyclable. You know, But we need still to have the primary source and then to recycle.
0: Wonderful. So what are some of the ma- major challenges for you as a company going forward? Where, where do you see the, the sort of hurdles? What do you need to overcome?
1: Well, uh, after having developed uh, a sound technology, of course, uh, we have to adapt the technology to the different products. As you can easily understand, that to recycle a carpet flooring is different than recycling a garment uh, or a piece of furniture. So actually today, our biggest challenge is to find waste and create uh, circular products, you know, because only through circularity It will be possible to understand where products end their first or second round of use and then to organize a take back system to collect and recycle uh, them. So, at the end, waste is our uh, problem. So, we could, for example, if uh, the legislation of the world would prescribe to make all the fishing nets in nylon, we could recycle them all easily and in a very inexpensive way.
0: Right. But I think that's interesting and, and, you know, in my research and when I look at this issue, you all kind of always end up at a point where you kind of need cross-industry collaboration. So, you know, if you have a problem of, of, of sustainability, it's so huge and it never, it, it never isolates to one industry. So what you're talking about now, for instance, is, is something that is outside of the world of fashion, but it could definitely relate to the world uh, of fashion. Am I right?
1: You are perfectly right. Unfortunately, we live in a competitive world, and so you have a company-to-company competition, material-to-material competition, country-to-country competition, and, of course, industry-to-industry competition, because, uh, for example, in the flooring industry, you have different uh, options, you know, when you decide uh, to change uh, or to build uh, something. So, actually, sometimes uh, to collaborate, Within in the, within the industry and in between industries is quite challenging. But I mean, it's, it's only through collaboration that we can resolve the problem.
0: Right. And 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 moving from industry to consumer, we've been talking a lot about what needs to be done in terms of the business-to-business side of things. Uh, where do you see the consumer in all this? Are they open to uh, you know having this as part of their uh, you know purchase decision? and uh, how do you work I- in that space?
1: Very. Uh, anyhow, I always like to say that if, you, if we want really to change the world, we need three basic things. We need a good legislation. As you can easily understand, the legislation always helps. We need education, because if we have people with better instruction level, they can easily under- or more easily understand what is good and what is not uh, good. Beside the fact that uh, they also avoid to make stupid things like throwing waste uh, (laughs) away. And then we need uh, a magic word which is called eco-design. So a kind of re-engineering or redesigning of products uh, with, uh, you know, uh, at the end the possibility to recover the value of the raw material uh, which is uh, uh, inside. So consumers are super interested. So we have really hundreds of thousands of people visiting our website and that are continually demanding for new products new questions why this is better than that can you help me to understand what is good and what is bad so consumers as you can easily understand for sure if they have the possibility to pick between two products that are exactly the same with the same performances but one is made out of sustainable material and that is recycled and recyclable. And the other one is not, of course, they pick the first one.
0: Right, right. And where do you advise for, I mean, you're working with thousands of brands already, but I'm, I'm sure there are thousands more that needs to discover this topic and, and, and find ways ways into it. So where would you recommend them start? You know, if, if they don't have these sort of best practices in their, in their business today, where should they start their journey?
1: But in many um, countries around the world, uh, industry associations, they are now starting to build handbooks, you know, um, manual that uh, really teach and list uh, who is making what, the kind of materials that are available, not only, of course, the equivalent type or the man-made fibers type, but also the natural ones. This is maybe the first uh, point. Then, of course, uh, to... Uh, go to web conferences and conferences like this one, you know, you can learn uh, a lot. Uh, of course, there are also a lot of sustainability masterclasses today, where, I mean, people can uh, learn a lot of what is sustainable and what is not uh, sustainable.
0: So going, uh, going forward from, from where you're at, uh, are you positive about the future? Do uh, so you see a lot of opportunity?
1: I believe that the next decade will be the most crucial one. If during the next decade, people will move into the right direction, we will be able really to change. Textile desperately needs to change because if we don't change in a few years, we will be the most polluting industry in the world. And clearly, the the political level will stop us. So we need to react and make things in a better way.
0: Wonderful. So, Mr. Giulio Bonassi, uh, I can't wait to, to meet you in person, And uh, but it was uh, certainly a true pleasure to, to speak to you here at uh, Fashion Futures, uh, and uh, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Carla.
0: You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olson. This show was edited by Erik Sedin. If you like what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.